teaches you how to get more from your four pache how you doing my friend i am doing quite well my good man how about yourself i have an actually a pretty good week uh after some you know some previous grinds that we've had uh finally got some things you know positive to report uh, this week once we get into our updates but uh just curious uh, to know how your week went all in all Good, good. Um, it was so I'm at the parent in mainlanding. I'm eight weeks in. So this is ordinarily the point where people would probably be looking at uh, starting to figure out when they're going to be flipping into the uh, flowering cycle. So I'm still building my base. So my goal is to fill a four by four square, which is filled with a bunch of smaller squares, uh, 128 to be uh more exact. And my goal is to fill as many of those squares as I possibly can. And so I'm using a mainlining technique and I'm building the base. And I transplanted last week into five gallon pots. And this week I topped and I pruned. And so I topped, uh, this will be the second time I topped. And like I said, I'm just building my base and I started pruning away the lowest leaves um, which were right around um, the base of the first topping and I was um, I pruned away some of the larger auxiliary buds that really were going growing quite nicely um, but it's time for them to go because you know I only, when I do prune I only prune about 20 percent um, any more than that and I feel you know I could be damaging the plant and stunting the growth a little bit so I do about 20% and then I'll go back at it after it's recovered and um, I'll be looking at doing another topping and then another bit of pruning and keeping that airflow uh, going. Man, I don't know if I'd ever be able to just do that unless I had it like in my own home, I guess, you know, just it's, there's a lot of work to it. A lot of, a lot of daily, a lot of daily work. Um, I'm sure we'll get the finer details here in a moment once we get into your update. I did want to remind everybody, though, Pache, we still have that contest on the go for the Diablo Nutrients uh, package. We do have some lights, uh, some likes trickling in. Um, but if you want to let everybody know, Pache, how do they? You want to go over to planttherapy.live and on the far left, you're going to see that Facebook button and click it and it's going to bring you directly to our Facebook page. Make sure you like and check out the videos, check out the pictures and uh, drop us a comment. Awesome. Uh, and again, we have that Diablo nutrients uh, package to choose a winner. So we'll be doing that moving forward. But Pache, we talked a little bit about Aglex and the crappy lights and the the customer service and well that situation has changed uh yeah they kind of went back on their word at the last moment um so i'm, I'm just a, a little oh no i'm a little thrown away by the whole situation so the best that i can see it is is uh you know we had some lights that are not of the best quality very clear to identify 
Um, they were still under warranty. They, you know, acknowledged and they provided us with a resolution. And when it came time to put the resolution in place, it looked like somebody had chimed in on the ticket and misread the warranty and then tried to advise us that there was no warranty. We kind of went back at them to have another look and then they changed the resolution completely altogether with sending boards or something at our cost. And then they would teach us how to replace them in these lights, which is just not feasible uh, at all for what we're trying to do. So we basically said, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Um, moving forward, we'll, we'll be sure to take our business elsewhere. Uh, and where that place is, we'll talk about in just a few moments when I get into my update. Excellent. Um, but last week, Bache, I said uh, in the opening there that I was going to bring up something for this week. Do you remember? No. I said <laughs> it was spurred a whole new topic, a conversation, and that's um, a sulfur candle, right? Because you know that I've been struggling uh, on and off with uh, with powdery mildew, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think part of it might have to do with the fact that uh, where the grow is located is in a basement that has traditionally had issues over the past with mold and mildew. So I believe like there's a very high concentration of the spores in the, the area. Okay. Right? Which I think which I think is a fair assessment at this time. Okay. So, you know, it's a topic that doesn't come up very often, but sulfur is something that they use like in greenhouses. Um you get pellets and you can get uh, stuff that kind of emits it. It comes in a powder or, or pellet form, um, but it generally kills any airborne pathogen, uh, pathogens and anything else in, really in its, it, it, you know, in its path, uh, aphids, spider mites. Um, mm-hmm. So it's used com- commonly in greenhouses. So I, I ordered myself a sulfur candle uh, and I'm going to use it going to use it uh, outside the, the grow area and uh, I'm going to take in a, a broader attack on the you know surrounding area if you will and i um, just going to use that as part of a preventative measure right to ch- potentially minimize uh, if possible so outside of that I might be looking at getting some air exchange solutions as well but I'm going to try this first as a um, you know, tried, tested, and true method. So a sulfur candle, yeah, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, and I did want to bring it up here and just not, not you know, talk about it randomly in a text message or or something like that because it is something that uh, I think a lot of people could be you know should be aware of. I guess as part of the toolkit, um, you know, one of those things maybe you just hang on to one, and if you ever need it, you have it as an option. Uh, I know if you're in the middle of an outbreak of something and you just identify it, I think if you had that as part of your toolkit, um, you know, that you, you basically increase your chances of being able to uh, be more successful with your grow. So I just wanted to put that on the radar because I'm sure it's going to be a topic of conversation in some of my updates moving forward. But Pache, did you want to get into a little more detail in your update this week? Um, the only thing that I'm doing really um, extra is I'm I'm still tying everything down. So I'm doing a lot of low stress training and I'm just building my form. I'm building my initial V that's going to be holding up the, the canopy, you know, and I'm making sure that everything is sort of kept even. Uh, the other plants, I'm trying to make sure the, the canopy remains even. Um, and then I, I just go in every day and I just do a little bit of super cropping. Um, 
Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's going along really well. Like I said, I just finished topping and pruning and I'll be doing some more, um, probably over the next 10 days, maybe two more, maybe two weeks. And, uh, now tomorrow I'm going to also be doing a watering. And so right now I'm watering about every five days and I do one watering with, uh, CalMag and Max, which is, um, like just a soil stimulator. And the next feeding I'll do, um, water, of course. And then I'm doing full nutrients, the micro grow and bloom, as well as the PGR, the, um, growth, um, stimulator, the push product. And I'm also including, uh, their frost product as well, which is, um, to sort of stimulate the, um, the trichomes. So, and I'm going to be very soon, I'm going to be getting into stunt as well, which is part of that uh, PGR trifecta, the frost push and stunt. And so that's what I'm hoping is going to really push the, uh, the THC content of the, of the plant really as far as it can go. I mean, ideally I would love to see the eight to 10%, um, but we'll see, we'll see if there's any difference at all. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. And uh, what about yourself, Ray? First off, that blonde hash picture that you sent me is uh, <sighs> pretty lit. Looks fantastic. Has it smoke? Oh, it's so good. Um, so for those of you that don't know, uh, I'm just getting into making my own hash through a um, ice water extraction. And so I have a little washing machine and it, uh, it sort of washes out the trichomes and I filter through different micron bags and then I collect myself some hash. And my last batch, which was my second batch, turned out really, really well. And it is incredibly blonde. I'm just, I'm so, so happy. And it, it, it has stayed blonde. Um, usually it has a tendency to darken up, um, with the more oxygen, um, it gets. Uh, but yeah, this is, you know, a month now and it's still super, super blonde. Awesome. It looks fantastic. Uh, when I seen it, I started to drool a little bit, not going to lie. Um, I felt the oh. same way when I started to smoke it. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, uh, you know, sign of some good things to come here, Pache. Uh, you know, commercially, um, we are going to be upgrading the lights. Um, we'll talk more in depth about exactly which lights. I, you know, I think we know what we're going to get, but I just want to make sure we get them first before I kind of get into talking about that. So let's you know, get that purchase order in first and then we'll kind of talk about exactly what they are. But either way, there is a light upgrade on the horizon. So oh. it's going to be uh, very, very exciting times. Um, and it's going to take a bit of work getting everything set up. Um, but uh, more to come on that. There's another point that I was going to make, but I think if I make that point, it's going to give away what, uh, what light we're going with. So, um, but I did cut 77 clones over the weekend. Um, so yeah. So these are going to be the plants that we will use, uh, under the new lights for the first time. 
Um, so I'll keep everybody updated, but it's still a work in progress, but uh, that's where we're going to be uh, moving in the short term. And, uh, you know, I had some funny things happening uh, personally here as well. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Pache, we talked about the R2-D2 being a little bit uh, finicky with the pH. Right. Uh, yeah. And last week we talked about uh, resolving the issue by kind of going a little bit of the higher end. Uh, 6.2, 6.3 seemed to kind of do it. Okay. And let me tell you, this has totally resolved uh, the issue. And yes. wow, Pache. Yes. Like, okay, it's resolved the issue to the point where I can only grow two of these in the plant due to the uh, two of these in, in the tent now due to the size. So I so have that's to it. cut. You, hit, you found the sweet spot. Yeah, I 100% found this, the sweet spot. And these nice. things exploded. And it's my first time running this uh, R2-D2. And I am using the push. But let me tell you, this thing is putting the mint chocolate chip to shame. This Ooh. thing, like, exploded. I just, uh, uh, I, I was... You know, just uh, dumbfounded, I guess. You're just um, walking by, mind your own business. He looked in the tent and you saw yeah, his hand. Um, and then I was like, uh, you know, I, I had to do one of the double takes, right? I sat there for a minute and I looked and I'm like, okay, you're going to have to think about this for a minute. And I just looked at the mint chocolate chip in comparison to these R2-D2s. And uh, there's just, there's really, you know, I've been in situations before where the plants aren't the right size. You could trim this one down a little bit and move this one around a little bit. And you can kind of level it off that way. There was no bridge in the gap here at all. Um, so, yeah, I had to put the mint chocolate chip back into the, um, into the vegetative uh, chamber. And the mission now is to proceed with the two or two D2 in the four by four under the 400 watt uh, HPS. So, all right. Um, they more than doubled in size, Pache. Yes. Since, since we talked about last week. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So the, the tent's almost full now, uh, let alone what's going to happen in the next few weeks here. So, and I don't have, you know, I, I don't have a baseline to compare these R2D2 to, to anywhere else. So I can't tell if it's the push or my fantastic growing skills just showing through again, Pache. See, that's um, why I wanted to I, make sure with the, with the Bruce Banner, I do one, at least one of each. Right. Because you don't know, 100%. right? That's right. And how valuable um, would that be? <laughs> right. And I, I, I changed the light cycle today, so we will keep everybody uh, updated on this as we move um, through flowering. So, um, But I'm still using the Diablo nutrients as well. It's been my go-to for a year now, and I recently added the push. So uh, anyway, just to kind of bring everybody up to date on where we're at in both levels. It's time for a question of the week. First we medicate, then we educate. <laughs> All right. And we have it now. Listen, here we go. This mm. is the, this is the point. Have a puff. Mm. Mm -mm. It's a big one. I'm trying to hang with you, Bache, to see if I can. Oh, my God. I don't know how you do that. That's incredible. Yes, wow. sir. Okay, what's, <laughs> what's the question of the week? The question of this week is, what is the endocannabinoid system? 
you know, this comes up at a perfect time to kind of talk about because um, somebody that's very passionate about this subject, Pache, Dr. Robert uh, Melamede uh, or Dr. Bob, um, somebody that's been very passionate about the endocannabinoid system and and talking about it uh, recently and really using the science, you know, as as part of, you know, um, trying to move this this forward. And, um, you know, he's in his 70s. He just had a major stroke. Uh, he did avoid going into the uh, ICU, but is paralyzed on uh, one of his sides temporarily here. Um, I just watched an update live this morning that was okay. given on him. So they are asking if anybody wants to um, give a donation. Uh, you can on his website at uh, www.canna-sapiens.com. Um, so once again, that's www.canna-sapiens.com. Um, but he grabbed my attention, Dr. Bob, you know, he grabbed my attention right away after I seen one of his first videos, cause he just seemed so real Pache. He seemed just like you and I, you know, um, and he ages really well too, Pache, like me, not smart, like you. Super good looking. Ages like Ray. <laughs> <laughs> um, but very educated, right? And done a lot of study in, in, into cannabis. And although um, we're going to talk about a few of these things tonight, this science is still ongoing and it's still unfolding, right? Uh, and one of the things that he said that really resonated with me over time, and this has nothing to do with the endocannabinoid system, um, but he talks about the fact that there's two types of people in this world right and that's blips and flips and that's something that's really resonated with me and a blip a blip is a backward looking person and a flip is a forward looking person right uh and it's so true when you think about that i like those acronyms yeah totally awesome and uh it's just something that's really resonated with me and i've, I've even talked to uh dr bob once on messenger before about another unrelated topic and uh you know he, he wrote me back and he was um very down to earth and very relatable which is something that i really liked uh, but he talks a lot about the endocannabinoid system which really is part of our evolution dating back 600 million years um, and I had never and, heard of this before, you know, until really recently. And I still, even after I heard about it, I didn't know anything about it. And I remember saying to you, like, we need to talk about this a little bit here because I know nothing about the topic. A hundred percent. And, you know, this stuff, like the endocannabinoid system doesn't just appear out of somewhere, right? It's part of our evolutionary process. And they actually identified the first endocannabinoid system in a sea squirt, which is just a thing in the sea there. And it's just, that's where they could trace it back as far to. So it's been, it's been part of our evolution for 600 million years. At, I was actually looking at, um, at an article on, uh, on Harvard, healthharvard.edu. And they said, um, Sanskrit word for that first endocannabinoid. Um, it was named after, uh, it was named Ananda, meaning bliss. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I was actually just going to mention that one. Um, it's so in 1964, they discovered uh, THC and that kind of started a little bit of research into how THC affected the body. Right. Uh, and in 88, they discovered the first CB1 receptor. And in 1992, Pache, they discovered what you just brought up, uh, anandamide. And so that's that was the as first late as 1992. 
1992 that was discovered and that was the first endocannabinoid that they had discovered but they had to lay the foundation first right and at first it was about identifying thc and then it was like okay well how does thc affect the body that led to this the discovery of the cb1 receptor which then led them to the discovery of um, the endocannabinoid system by discovering anandamide so you know it's not by chance and it doesn't just happen by fluke right this is real stuff that you know needs to be talked about because a lot of people come from the perspective that cannabis is just a a weed that you smoke and it gets you high which is totally true but there's so many more things happening on so many other different levels here that a lot of people don't talk about that, you know, it's just Dr. Bob is one of these advocates that uh, understands it and, and talks about it. But, uh, you know, in the past few years, we do understand the endocannabinoid system a little bit more. They actually label it now, Pache, as the chemical bridge between body and mind. Ooh. The chemical bridge between body and mind. Yes. Hmm. That's how deep this is. I like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, What have you got on the topic? Because I know you've been kind of deep into some research here. Well, yeah. So I I was checking out what Harvard was saying. And because, you know, this is all really, really new to me. And when you said... You know, the like there's a respiratory system, a circulatory system, um, endocannabinoid system. And, and I said, well, okay, well, what does that mean? You know, that doesn't really mean anything to me. And you gave me a really long answer with a lot of words. And I thought, okay, well, can you break that down into two sentences, no more than 20 words? And you came out and you, you, you did. You said it's so great. And you said it's basically the parent's system. And I thought, okay, that I, I totally get that. So it's like the system running all the other systems. Fair enough. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, 100%, right? Because it's long known that we have a respiratory system and a circulatory system and a reproductive system, right? Cardiovascular system, uh, exoskeletal system, right? Like there's all these different systems and and the endocannabinoid system is the system that connects all these systems together. That See, that blows my mind. And it says that it's recently discovered and recently discovered endocannabinoid system, which is amazing when you consider that the ECS is critical for almost every aspect of our moment-to-moment functioning. That... That sentence blew me away, Ray. Um, right. So like, and so and this, you know, this conversation was happening right around the same time Rick Simpson was kind of starting to really release that oil, right, and starting to, mm-hmm. and like these were happening. Two independent stories happening with one another. We have science over here on one hand that's kind of talking about this, and we have somebody else on the other hand over here that that kind of just stumbled upon it by chance, if you will, right? And it's like, at the end of the day, you know, these things all correlate to each other. Now there's an explanation as to why, right? And look, one size shoe doesn't fit everybody. And I get that. And some people aren't going to be able to cure their cancers doing whatever they want, you know, other treatments and whatever the case may be. It's not, it's not going to work for everybody. But 
in some cases where, you know, the medical system has said there's nothing else we can do for you. And people turn to cannabis as a legitimate, you know, what to do next because there's no other treatment that they can follow with the medical system. Yeah, what do they some, have to of lose? Those, some of those people have success, you know, and this science is starting to support the, the why behind that. Right. And I think it's important for everybody to understand because Dr. Bob calls cannabis a nutrient. And I think uh, instead of it being a drug, right, which is one perspective that everybody takes when they uh, kind of associate it that way, he takes a completely different stance of it being an essential nutrient. So definitely not something we're going to totally understand fully in one episode, but something that we want to talk about moving forward. Well, Absolutely. In this study, they say, and I, and I didn't know this, but they say that the human body, it naturally produces or we naturally produce endocannabinoids, which I, I didn't know. And endocannabinoids become active when they bind with a cannabinoid receptor. Um and you had talked about this a couple times, like CB1, cannabinoid receptor one, cannabinoid receptor two. Um, you know, one might be more connected to um, pain relief. One might be more connected to um, the immune system, which I think is the CB2, CB2, um, mm-hmm. and having to deal with, you know, inflammation and things like that. And in, in this uh, sort of study or in this article, they were saying, and I'm just going to sort of read right from, uh, right from the article, Basically, and we can imagine a case as we better understand the complexities of the ECS where we may be able to create a weight loss medication that acts on those cannabinoid receptors that affect weight loss, but that doesn't act on those receptors that control mood. And I thought that was really interesting, you know, and and there's so many different things that... This right. drug, I think, is capable of that we are still just on the cusp of learning. Right. There's, I think, 131 known cannabinoids, Pache, the last time I checked. Incredible. I think it's 131 that we're at now, right? So these are 131 keys that fit in 131 locks that we have inside of our body. And like you said, it's an unfolding science, right? Right now, we know that cannabinoids in the endocannabinoid system regulate our blood sugar, our immune function, our muscle and fat tissues, hormones, pain centers, reward centers, metabolic functions. This is big time shit, Bajay. Well, yeah. Big time shit. In the same same article, it says, study of the ECS was initially focused on attempts to understand the illegal drug, but new research has since flourished into a far more broad-based exploration into what is an astounding intricate and far-reaching system by which our bodies learn, feel, motivate, and keep ourselves in balance. I mean, I didn't realize how big this thing, I think, is getting. It's it's coming up more and more online as you research and over time, right? Um, You know, it's because of articles uh, and, and, and science journals that have been published by Dr. Bob and other people. Um, I noticed there was one doctor that's another huge advocate there, and the name escapes me right now, Pache, when I was doing my research here. But the same doctor was involved in the discovery of, um, in 1988, the discovery of the uh, CB1 receptors. They were part of that as an undergraduate student. 
in the discovery and then was also part of the discovery in 1992 when they discovered a, 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 a nandamide. So there was one doctor that was common between the two. And I just, uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. There's lots of people that are working behind the scenes here to try to shed as much light as possible. But, you know, this is where I come from. You know, this was the, this is what got me into cannabis in the very beginning was this stuff. Rick Simpson and the healing ability that I felt like, you know, was just unexplored. And after I seen that story and started to solidify it by making my own oil and removing some warts from some people, it started to solidify the data that, you know, was true. Right. And that's the perspective that I took. And it's something that I've been kind of keeping up with over the years, because this is, you know, this is where it's at right now. And this is what's providing us a full understanding. And the deeper we get into this, the more we understand that this is way more complex than just a, a, a flower that you consume that is psychoactive, that gives you a buzz or gets you high. Way more than that. Um, you know, the system controls every system in your body and your ability to create cannabinoids internally, which is why they're called endocannabinoids. They're cannabinoids that are made within your own body. And, you know, we we have a system that's in place for cannabinoids. Yes, absolutely. And we also have a means to create them within ourselves as well. And we do that through the processing of omega-3 fatty acids or fatty uh, fats or whatever you call them, omega-3, 6, and 9, essential uh, fats. Our bodies convert that into endocannabinoids, which help us regulate our own internally. What the problem occurs when we don't have the ability to produce those endocannabinoids internally, right? That's when things start to get out of whack. And that's when what Dr. Bob talks about free radicals, that's kind of when your homeostasis, when your balance is lost, that's when free radicals can begin. And that's kind of, you know, the start of illness. And that's kind of how it begins. So um, being able to take cannabis as an essential nutrient ensures that you always have the cannabinoids available to make those systems function internally. If that makes sense, then I feel like that's a start. Absolutely. Uh, just blows my mind. I, the more I learn, the more I realize I didn't know. Um, and it's just, it's so much more. It's so much more than I really ever thought. And I, you know, I just hope I, I'm always going to, well, I'm not always going to be around obviously, but I just hope I'm around long enough just to see this just explode in knowledge and growth and understanding and potential to what it, it can do. Mm -hmm. I'm still an advocate, though, of full spectrum, right? Like full, full plant extract. I don't know how I feel about them isolating these cannabinoids, Pache, right? Like, you know, I'm just a, I feel like we, I feel like it's in the whole plant, the whole spectrum. You know, don't give me one cannabinoid. Give me all cannabinoids. Sure. But I can see it. To me, it's like a, a tool, like an additional specialty tool. There might be people that can't handle all cannabinoids. You know, they might not, they might react differently with different people. So if maybe if there's one cannabinoid that 
is specific to one particular thing, like maybe mood or depression or anxiety or whatever it may be, just creativity. Um, maybe we're going to figure out a way to get just that. I don't know. If, if we can get to the point where we can isolate those specific cannabinoids so we can do isolated treatment specifically as you described, then I'm fully on board. Until then, give me the whole plant, at least for me. And I'm not saying I, one, one shoe size does not fit everybody. And I do get that, right? But for myself personally, in the meantime, till we figure it all out, I'll take the full plant, please. Yes, please. Sign me up for the full <laughs> plant. I'll take the full plant uh, dose. <laughs> but this is something we're going to have to revi- revisit, Pache. Well, I think right? we're going to be like, revisiting this a lot over the years. Right. And, and it's something that just the average person just doesn't realize. And maybe people don't really care. And that's cool. It, you know, hey, if you don't want to, that's totally fine. But for the people that are interested in this, right, it's a little more it's way deeper than just, you know, how other drugs affect a, a human. I do have to say, like in researching other chemicals and the way that they get you high versus cannabis and the the, the way that your your body is wired to receive cannabis specifically mm-hmm. right and how it's in tune with all systems in your body that's that's a go ahead oh i was just gonna say um i was reading something in medical news today dot uh, com um and they were saying that endocannabinoids are similar to the cannabinoids present in the cannabis sativa plant and and it was saying once again what harvard was saying that the human body naturally produces endocannabinoids and, and I thought it was just really interesting how it's similar to cannabinoids present in sativa plants like that. I just thought. And ca- uh, go ahead. Case in, po- case in point for Dr. Bob on and his view on the fact that cannabis is an essential nutrient. Right. Case in point. Yeah. Right there. So. Um, but we have to leave this topic open for more discussion as we move forward, because as things change, you know, I'll be curious to see how it all pans out. But. It's because of, you know, Dr. Bob and and all kinds of other people that we have this information and we send our best uh, to him and some positive vibes. Yeah, good Um, vibes going to you, Dr. Bob. Absolutely. We hope you feel better soon. Yep, 100%. Anything else for this week, Pache? That's it for me, my good friend. Until next week, everybody uh, stay safe out there and uh, be good to each other. And um, Ray, you take care of yourself and uh, yeah, have yourself a great week. You as well, until we do it all again. My name is Ray. And I am Pache. Head on over to Facebook and search Plant Therapy Live and go ahead and smash that like button. To all the beginner growers out there, be sure to go back and listen to season one because there's lots of good stuff there. Just go to planttherapy.live. Take care, everybody. Have a good week. This is Plant Therapy Live. Over and over. This is Plant Therapy Live. Anytime, 24-7, check it out. Turn your average grow into a savage grow. Of four plants. Close to 700 grams the first grow. 640 grams the second grow. 1,100 grams the third grow. Find out how he does it and more. Each week, we answer a question from a grower just like you. My name is Ray. And I'm Pache. Oh, there is all fresh and it's all for you. Plant Therapy Live.